For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hey, it's great to be with you this morning and for us to be able to dive into this passage in Matthew chapter 20. Uh, as we read through this, it is a story that Jesus tells about a, a landowner who goes out and he hires people at different times of the day. And then at the end of the day, he pays everybody the same. Now, uh, if this was an actual story that happened today, you know that people would be up in arms. They would be, uh, they would be crying foul play here. Uh, but we need to dive into this story and, and understand what, 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 is, what is happening here today. I mean, honestly, when I read this story, I'm asking a question, what is going on here? It doesn't seem fair. So let's look at the story. At the beginning of the story, we see that the landowner goes out and he hires a group of people at the beginning of the day. And then he goes and then he, he continues to go out throughout the day and he hires people throughout the day. And finally, we come to the, to the last hour of the day uh, and he hires another group of people. And that's where we want to pick up the story. So if you'll join me in this, uh, we'll, we'll pick it up here. Verse 6. And it says this, at five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and he saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one has hired us. The landlord told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. So you know, we, we, we get the landowner, who is God, and he is finding these laborers. And, and as he, he's finding these laborers, he's, he's hiring him. He's bringing them in. He's, he's saying, this is, you know, come, come and be part of my, my workforce. And they, they go, okay, we will. Well, well, let's continue on here. Because the end of the day comes in verse 8. In the evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last worker first, when those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. And when received their pay, they protested to the owner, those people worked only one hour, and yet you, you've paid them as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. <laughs> I think I probably react the same way like this, doesn't seem fair here. What is going on? And I think I should be paid more. Well, let's look at Jesus's reply that the, the landowner gives in this story. He, he answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take, take your money and go. I want to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it, it is it against the law for me to do whatever I wish with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? And in verse 16, those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. So he gives us, he gives us reply. Now, I think it's important that we keep it in context of, of, of why is he telling this story. And, and he does so because I believe it is a continuation of the dialogue that he is having with the disciples as they talked about rich men entering the kingdom of God. And then Peter says, hey, what about us? I mean, we've left everything to follow you. What will our reward be? And, and when we look at 19 and we look at verse 30, let's read it because there's some similarities here in verse 30. It says this, 
but many who are the greatest now will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Again, very similar to verse 16, isn't it? And, and so that's what Jesus is doing. He is taking and teaching the disciples right here about the kingdom of God. And, um, and so as we, we, we look at it, first I want us to understand what this story is not saying. The story is not trying to teach us about social justice. God does uh, talk, Jesus does talk about social justice in the way that we need to care for the poor and the widows and the orphans. Um, we need to have compassion on these people. So he does speak into uh, our, our lives of what we should do with the people around us. But that's not what this is talking about. He's not trying to set up that everybody should be paid the same amount of money no matter how much they work or, or who they are. That's not what this is about. And, and nor do I think that, that I, would, I would want to take it and say that um, he is talking that, that uh, salvation, um, it doesn't matter when you're saved, uh, everything will be the same. Uh, I, I, uh, I do believe that anybody can receive Christ at any time uh, in their life, whether they are uh, a child or on their deathbed. But that's, again, this isn't what Jesus is trying to address. He's trying to address is that um, what Peter says, you know, what will our reward be? And, and, and Jesus saying, it isn't about reward. This isn't about you, you work and you labor and you receive. It's about my grace. It's about how I choose to take who I am and give it to the people around me. And, uh, and, and, and it's mine. It's mine to give. Which says that, that God, He can't help Himself but give to each person the same as He gives the next person. Meaning that His salvation is for, is for those who are the least <laughs> and for those that we would consider to be the greatest. How I view the people around me is so important. When we look at this story, we, we come to the, the, this last group of people, and Jesus has this dialogue where he says, why aren't you working? And they say, no one will hire us. And Jesus says, well, I will hire you. Really what they're saying is nobody wants us. And Jesus says, I want you. I want you. Don't, don't, don't sit around thinking nobody wants you. I want you. What a great statement that is. And how we need to look around and say, are we looking at someone and going, oh, I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you here. I don't want you in my life. Where God says, I want you in my life. Those that reject, been rejected by the world, are probably are the very people that God might be speaking the most to and I shouldn't reject them either. So we come to this point of this pay, and, 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 and there's that, again, that dialogue that they have that I would probably have too, like, why aren't you paying me? Like, like you know, I should be paying more, I shouldn't get the same. And, and, and I like what this commentator has to say on this. So let me, let me read this to you. Um, he says this, he says, God's grace in short is not the sort of thing that you can bargain with or try to store up because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bargain with him like, oh, I need to give you, you need to give me more. You can't bargain with God's grace because God's grace is, is, is across the board the same. He goes on to say this, it's not the sort of thing that one person can have a lot of and someone else only a little. 
The point of the story is that what people get from having served God and His kingdom is not actually a wage at all. It's not strictly a reward to work for work done. God doesn't make contracts with us as if we can bargain or negotiate for a better deal. That's so good to, to take in. He doesn't make a contract with us. I like how he finishes it off. He says he makes covenants in which he promises us everything and asks us for everything in return. He keeps his promise. He's not rewarding us for effort, but doing what comes naturally to his overflowing, generous nature. <laughs> Isn't that good? We have a covenant with him. And that covenant is that he has given us everything that we ourselves would give him everything in return. No, we find ourselves living that way, giving him everything, not looking around thinking we deserve more and others deserve less, but that we're here saying, God, I'm just here to serve you, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for this story. It can be a complicated story, not clear-cut, Lord, but thank you that we can dive in and, and, and dissect it a bit and try to understand it. God, continue to expand our ability to know you and to understand you and understand your word, that we will grow and change as you are working in our lives so that we can do your kingdom work in, in the day that you have handed us and the days to come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Lord bless you.